0: Chances are that if you or your team are working on even remotely routine-based Jobs. Then, in the future, you will be obsolete because if you see the automation and the digitization, everything remotely routine-based is today being replaced by artificial intelligence and robots. What are we going to do about this? Well, I believe that one of the things that we humans we still have to do now and in the future, and far future as I can see or think of, is our way of being creative and thinking subjectively. So this is what we have to work on. Problem is, in order to be creative and create innovation, you'll have to take risks. There's a lot of unknowns when you take risks and this is what I want to address today. I'm Frederick. I have 20 plus years of successful experience in developing businesses and people. I built this channel because we can all grow stronger and my experience for so many years all over the world has given me the ability to give that knowledge to you so you can go stronger. Stick with me and if you haven't done so already, make sure that you subscribe to my channel and let's get back to how to dealing with risks and overcome the troubles at work. Are you ready? Let's go. Why is it so important to talk about risks and risk-taking at work? Well, if you do not take risks at work, then I don't believe you're able to change the business. I don't believe you're able to create innovation. I don't believe you're able to change organizational structures to become more efficient in a world that's ever-changing. I don't believe that you can create new opportunities. I don't believe that you can change culture. I don't believe that you can change the way that teams are behaving. In short, I don't believe that you can really do anything apart from just doing what you used to in your everyday organizational life if you don't take any risks. So for me, taking risks and being out there, changing things, making innovation, it is equal to developing the business, which is, in my world, equal to creating a sustainable future for you if you're taking risks on your life or for your company if it's risk that you're taking for that company. Let's go. You will need to take risks. However, taking risks and building new opportunities, creating innovation, creating new organizational structures for better or for optimized cost efficiencies, it's not easy, because the second you start taking risks, you're gonna lean out, and when you lean out, there's a lot of issues that you're gonna face in your organization. When you face these issues in the organization, you'll always feel people are resisting you. They will try to destroy the risks that you wanna take. They wanna to try to destroy the new initiatives. They want to try to destroy the innovation. Why? I'll tell you. There are many, many reasons that risks or new initiatives are being blocked by colleagues and peers and other units in the organization. First of all, most people are complacent. We know what we have and we don't wanna challenge anything. We are perfectly fine where we are, so why would we need to change? People, they feel good about their position and maybe they have a living that they're supporting the family and they're worried if, if they're gonna change this, then what's gonna happen with their jobs, with their family? So they do not want any changes. They're complacent, they're happy with where they are. If you're happy with where you are, then taking a risk will disturb that situation, change your equilibrium, and you don't know where this new normal is going to be. You don't know if you can continue supporting your family. There's many things, so many people, they do not want changes, they don't want to take risks, they do not want innovation simply because of that. They're worried about what's gonna come next and if there is a place for them in the next. There's also this mentality of, you know, if it's not broken, then why do we need to fix it? And I believe it was um, a famous chess player who once said that if people think that just because it worked today, And it worked yesterday, then it worked tomorrow, then they're wrong. And I agree with this because the world is moving so fast that this is not happening anymore. Just because it works today doesn't mean it's going to work tomorrow. Just look at the digitization. Look at all the new innovations that are coming every day. It's not going to work tomorrow just because it's working today. So if it ain't broken, don't fix it. It's not going to work anymore. You have to look at the future. You cannot just sit and be complacent. Also, people, they think, no, we are too busy. We have all these daily routines and tasks we have to focus on. We cannot set aside the time that we need to create this innovation and initiative. The risks. Well, I believe that's an excuse. The organizational structure can also be a hinder for innovation. If you have a fairly rigid organization or you have an old autocratic organization, then where would you place innovation? If you're coming and trying to change some processes that may even go across units, where would you place that? How will you get it through? You have your silos in the organization and each and everyone has their own responsibilities. And then you have this business developer coming in trying to change everything. It's not going to work. People, they're going to stick with their jobs and their situations and this is my side So don't touch it. This is another thing that stops innovation and stops people from taking risks because maybe they've even tried it and they've seen if if they want to change somebody else's area of work then they just have problems. And to this goes also if if the organization is old and rigid then you will typically also have a very conservative culture and innovation and conservative cultures doesn't go well hand in hand. Conservative cultures is typically also conservative and taking risks and doing innovation is the opposite of conservative which means that it's going to be difficult to get that through. But hey, it doesn't mean that just because it's difficult you shouldn't do it. I believe if you want to be part of tomorrow, for yourself or for your job, you need to be part of the change, you need to take part of the change. So what are you going to do? There's many options and you need to be very clear about the options and especially the people that you're going to do the innovation with or without or against. First of all, you need to understand what it means to take risks. What does it mean for you personally? What does it mean for your team, for the organization, for your family if it's risks at home? Number one, you have to understand Failure is part of the game. You have to accept you will fail. You have to fail, you'll learn, you'll rise up, you'll get back in the game. You cannot take any chances, you cannot do innovation, business process, optimization, or whatever, without failing. This is the same as if you don't want to fail, you don't want to try. Accept it, embrace the failures, what did we learn from this, and go on. Don't do the same mistake twice, of course. Second of all, you must be authentic to yourself. If you don't believe in this change, if you don't believe in this risk that you're taking, then it's not gonna happen. Then it will fail and it's not gonna be a good fail. You must believe fully that this is a change that I want. This is a risk that I want to take because I believe I believe in the outcome. This is worth it. This is part of my heart, my core belief. If you don't have this, you're not gonna be hundred percent focused on it, and if you're not hundred percent focused on it, it will not work. I used to work with a uh, with a person who always said if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. And you have to have this feeling inside you. You make you have to make sure that I want to do it so I want to do it 110 percent and number three I said that it's okay to fail and it is but when you enter into risks when you actually decide to take a risk then you also have to know the worst case scenarios what will happen if it fails and if it fails badly how will my family look how will my job look my teammates what is the worst possible outcome and you know when you know this then you can mitigate it then you can say okay I will take this risk but I also know if all fails I have these major disasters of outcome and. And if that happens, I have these mitigations so that the disaster is not as big. I will contain the disaster. So it's not gonna be a huge problem anyway. Know the size of the risk you're taking and know the worst possible outcome and make a mitigation for it. And let me say it, number four again, if you do it, it's all or nothing. It's black or white. You cannot jump a chasm in two steps. Take the step for the risk. You have to believe in it. You have to go all in. You have to do it fully. You're not gonna succeed if you don't do that. And you can do this because you've known as point number three, you mitigated your risks. You know, if all fails, then I'll fall back and do this, and we can do this, so it's not that bad anyway. What happens when we take risks in the organization? Well, I believe you divide people into four different areas. You have the co-risk takers, the one who support you, the one who believes the same as you do, the, way, the ones that are saying, yeah, I'm with you all the way and I'm willing to take risks on my own to support you in reaching what you and I believe is the right thing to do. This is the co-risk takers. These are your dream team, of course. Number two, you have the engaged and motivated team members, employees, colleagues, peers that are not taking risks. They will support you, they will follow you, they are so motivated by your aspiration, the way that you present send things the way that you believe in the things that you're doing the risks that you're taking so they are all with you but they are not taking the risks together with you they're supporting you until a certain limit and then complacent or whatever you want to call it kicks in so they will not take the risk with you they will follow you they'll support you they will not actively share the risk with you you have number three the third group is the we'll wait and see and until something happens we'll stay neutral group this is this is I guess you can say these are the, 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 the people that the swinging people because they're waiting see how you uh, how you're doing if you're succeeding they will most probably become the motivated and engaged people following you saying yeah we knew this all along and (laughs) now we're with him and if you're not succeeding they will just stay neutral or maybe turn against you and say yeah we didn't believe in it anyway so see what happened. The fourth group are the people who work against you. And they were against you for many, many reasons. They were against you because they don't feel they're a part of it. Maybe because they feel that you are threatening their position. Maybe because they feel they're not competent to follow you and scared of the future. They have a family to take care of and they don't feel they can follow you if this happens or even follow the organization if this happens. So they will work against you. They will simply not support you in what you do. Four different types, huh? You have people with you, 100% people with you until it costs them something, people who are serving you from the sideline and the people who are against you. How will you deal with these people? Your co-risk takers, you will have to support them with whatever you do. Whatever you do, always be there for them, support them, continue to tell them that you are so happy for their support, encourage them to be part of you, inform them, make them part of your decisions, make them part of basically everything that you do in your risk taking scenario. You make sure that those colleagues are with you for at any cost. These are your supporters, your co-risk takers, this is the team that you who's working the closest with you. You're highly motivated, engaged supporters, but not risk takers. Some of them, I believe, can be turned around and become co-risk takers with you. It takes a lot of communication. It takes a lot of encouragement. And most of the time, you will also have to help them understand their own risks if they choose to take risks with you. If you manage to make them understand their risk scope, if they follow you as a co-risk taker, then you can work with them to help them mitigate their own risks. And if you can do this successfully, you will have them as co risk takers because they will start feeling okay if this goes wrong this is the worst that can happen and I'm already secured in this in this way if this happens this is the group of people that you should spend a lot of energy on the more people that can become co-risk takers the stronger team you have and the stronger chance of ultimate success you will have for the bystanders the observers be attentive to them spend time with them I think you will find that even this group can be split into the people who are maybe silently supporting you and silently against you the more that you share your information the more that you tell them what you're doing and what you're not doing, the more that you tell them the risks that the company and you and the group is facing and how you mitigate it, the more they will be turning towards you, even though they will still be observers or bystanders. But if you tell them more and more information, what happens is that you at least close the gap that the people against you can tell them false information about what you're doing. As long as you can keep them neutral and prevent them from going to the people against you, you're good. So inform them about what's happening. Make sure that everybody is knowing what you're doing, how much you're doing, when you're doing it. So if there is false information coming from the opponents, then they will think twice before they believe it. What about the people who are against you? I don't think you can turn them around. What you can do is keep them close, understand what they're doing, how they're working against you, fence them in, give the other groups information so that if they want to spread false information, you've already been there and told them what's really gonna happen. So they might not believe them as much. Keep them close, talk to them, don't let them take your energy away from you. That will kill you. Spend the necessary time with them to understand where they are and how they work against you keep them close if you can do this and still have energy then you should do it if it takes all your energy avoid it and just try to fence them in and limit the, limit the damage that they can do how will your everyday life look then yeah you will when you stick your nose out you will get it kicked that's how it is if you look at my nose big and easy to kick, I've always sticked it out and I will always stick it out, that is my life. What I also have learned is that you have the people who believe in you, who follow you. You have to keep them protected from the worst things happening around them. You have to be the cushion that takes the the worst blows from the negative people in the organization. You have to keep your team happy every day. You have to make sure that they feel that you are on top of the situation, that you have it under control and they don't have to worry. If your team starts to worry, then everything will fall apart. You're the strong person, you're the leader, with the ones taking care of the problems if there is problems you will solve it end of discussion otherwise your team will start falling apart your supporters will start to stop supporting you you must act as a cushion between the negative things and your team of course you can be worried and you can discuss with them but at all times they need to feel you on top of the situation and I think once you decide that you are the ones taking risks and you want to do this because you believe in your future you believe in the future of the company where you're working you also will have to accept that this is the risk that you're taking this is the life that you choose so you will have these four types of people around you your co-risk takers, your highly motivated supporters, the observant bystanders, and the the people who are working against you. But you know what, it's absolutely worth it. It's worth digging your nose out, because the day that you succeed, the day that you say, wow, guys, you didn't believe in me, but now we did it, this team, we did it together. You're gonna feel so good. You will feel so fantastic. So my best advice is stick your nose as far out as you can. Make sure that you know the risks you are taking. Make sure that you know the worst case scenarios and make sure that you know how to mitigate if it happens. But that's it, get out there. Do something different, be different. Be part of something bigger. Just stick your nose out, go get them. I hope you liked this one. Give it a big like if you did. If you haven't done so already, subscribe to my channel. If you already subscribed, thank you very much. Give me some comments of what you think of this and make sure that this little bell somewhere down is turned on so whenever I post a new video, you get notified. And if you want one of the t-shirts, send a message to me. Your color, there's black and white and your size, there is the usual XSS, medium, large, extra large. And I'll tell you how we're gonna get it. Thank you very much for watching. I'll see you soon again. Go get them. Grrrr <makes noise>